0: Welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitian's Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 16 of our Road to 2021 mini-series, and as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the Bodybuilding Dietitian's, And if you are interested in any of our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can find in the show notes below or any of our Instagram bios. So without further ado, Jack, take the floor. So word on the town is you've just wrapped up your very first week of a mini cut.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought for a second you were going to say I've wrapped up my mini cut.
0: (laughs) Give it another five weeks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... This has been a very solid week of training and nutrition or things considered. And just to remind everyone, I dropped calories by about a thousand. So approximate like 200 grams of carbs, 10 grams of fat and 25 grams of protein. So, and on average, it's probably slightly over a thousand, but it equals out to be about the same. And current macros are 450 carb, 70 fat and 250 protein. And I'm having that every day of the week, like same on leg day, same on rest day. So that's why it's evening out overall. And in terms of body weight loss, it's been quite successful this week. So weighed in today at 92.5, eight days from when I started. And I started about 94 to 94 and a half. So quite a solid drop. And I don't know, Tiara and I were talking about the rate of loss. And if it continues at this rate, which we don't really think it will, but we, I probably will just bump up Carbohydrates slightly, mm-hmm. which um, would be interesting because I didn't expect to for this it to be this quite this aggressive so early.
0: Yeah, you definitely have lost quite a bit, you know, in the first week. But all things considered, you know, you're quite a large male, well over 90 kilograms, right? You are consuming a hell of a lot of carbohydrates. You've cut your carbohydrates quite significantly, so. We can expect there to be quite a large shift in fluid and glycogen levels given this first week and because you've been quite aggressive and it kind of reminds me of what Steve Hall is, you know, he always talks about in his improvement season podcast. Like when you go into the very first week of a mini cut or you go into the very first week of a gaining phase. Don't necessarily ignore the scale weight changes, but like don't look too far into them, especially if you're a larger person and you have made some pretty drastic changes to your nutrition because you can kind of just expect those really large fluid shifts. So it should definitely be interesting. Yeah. These next coming weeks to really see how it balances out. And I would expect, would would you expect it? It should probably slow down. I don't think you're going to lose two kilograms a week. Otherwise that's just hectic, man. This is too easy. (laughs) Two kilograms of loss a week still on 450 carb. That's uh, wouldn't be too bad, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. And I'm kind of aiming for that 1.5% of body weight Mm -hmm. loss a week, which I mean is, is very close to that one and a half kilos anyway. So anywhere between one and one and a half I'm cool with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So other than that, food choices haven't actually really changed that much because Hunger has been, especially in the first few days, it was pretty much the same, like non-existent. Uh, today, like I am looking forward a bit more to each meal and enjoying mm-hmm. each meal, which is nice, but they're still all very low volume. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really maximizing uh, food volume at all, which I, I'm not going to rush until I need to because, yeah, I'm, I'm not about that at the moment. And other than that, yeah, nutrition has stayed pretty much the same, still eating four meals a day. And what is nice, though, is approaching training with a smaller amount of food volume in my stomach, Mm -hmm. not um, not completely full. And especially on leg day, I have noticed a difference in terms of not not like feeling sick at all or nauseous, which I would get occasionally. So, yeah, overall, things are things are looking good. Noticing small changes to the body comp as well, like just a bit of puffiness going around the face a bit around that bit around the midsection as well which is nice
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well i think that i always think that you look great you know but yeah definitely i can tell like in in that first week if you can expect as well if your weight's dropped by two kilograms you kind of just do lose that extra film of a little bit of fluid retention right
1: yeah Mm. so i guess that leaves training really Mm -hmm. and overall it was a good week and I did have a bit of a tantrum on my second upper day when I maintained reps instead of increasing.
0: <laughs> Dude, but like, the, so please explain. Okay, this was on a seated OHP, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was my first exercise. And yeah, I felt, cause the thing with each session is I still feel just as good going to the session, still feel really strong. I don't really feel any different, but yeah, like I probably for the last like two or three months I've just been pretty much beating numbers almost every session. So I kind of went into this session thinking, okay, we're going to get at least one rep up on each set, and yeah, it didn't happen. I just ended up maintaining. It. Instead of seven, 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 I went eight, seven, six.
0: Yeah, well, the way that I look at that is that the first set you still got eight, which the which the week before you got seven on that first set. So even though it balanced out to be the exact same reps overall, like as 21 reps, I still think that's a win, dude. You still pushed for eight reps. And your OHP, it's freaking strong. What is it like 95 kilograms or something?
1: 92.5. Oh,
0: sorry. Pretty close. <laughs> Not far off 95. But, like, take that, man. Like, that's still really good.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's... I had a good session after that. So, yeah, It. Um, I'm just going to have to... It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And, like, it goes to show that everyone's a little bit different as well. Like some people can maintain their strength for a long time, but Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I lost, if I maintained because of the deficit, it could have just been one of those sessions. Yeah. So I'm not really looking into it at all. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because that's what this episode is about. So (laughs) yeah, like other than that, the only kind of thing I'm dealing with with training is my, my leg days. I have got a little bit of a niggle in the groin area. Which could be one of like the smaller adductor muscles. So I saw my physio about that, and fortunately, what's interesting is that it hurts more at rest, like especially sitting down and walking around, but not not like I can feel it during the leg session. But it doesn't get worse. Mm-hmm. So which which um, I'll take, of course, because it doesn't result in any strength loss. But I'm deciding to deload lower a week early, and make sure I do all the physio exercises I've been given. Give give that a bit of a break volume wise and intensity wise and kind of get back into it the week after. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that it'll feel better, like completely better by then, but we'll just have to wait and see. Like I'm not super, if it, if it was restricting me from actually training and like, if I tried to do a deep squat and it would pinch or like give that sharp pain that you, that like, if you've ever had a doctor tendinopathy or a doctor strain, you know what I'm, talking about Mm -hmm. but yeah fortunately it's not giving me that it's just more of like a deep ache when I'm when I'm sitting down and stuff so I'd I'd take that any day over a an injury that stops me from training completely
0: yeah absolutely well I'm really glad that you're on top of it as always you know if you ever feel anything you're on top of it Mm -hmm. right (laughs)
1: I'm heading straight to (laughs) Scotland. yeah
0: exactly but uh But the thing is, so this is the first time you'll, is this the first time you would have ever done this? So pretty much you're still going to train your normal three upper body sessions, but two sessions of the week you're going to deload. And then the week following, will you go back to normal legs and then deload the three upper?
1: Yeah. So this is something that I just need to think about because overall, like my lower back and legs do get battered a lot more than my upper body. Mm -hmm. And just in terms of, I think their MRV in general, I think my legs uh, take longer to recover than my upper, even though I do less volume for them. Yeah.
0: But think about you're lifting significantly more weight with them. So
1: yeah. And yeah, just posterior chain and quads in general. So I don't know from now on, I might stagger the deload. So like deload my legs after five weeks and then deload the upper after six Mm -hmm. or seven and just see how that goes. Because yeah, at the moment I'm probably due for a deload anyway for lower, regardless of that niggle, and for upper, my upper still feels pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, except the the, I think my lower back in general needs needs um, deloading more frequently as well. Mm. Like not for touchwood, it I haven't had any niggles or injuries, but it's just you can you know you can just tell when something needs to be mm. rested.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think that you're going to lose anything, you know, from taking a deload. I think it's a really smart choice. But obviously, this is going to be a different deload, not just because it's going to be spaced out between two weeks. But, uh, you know, in the past, you've been doing deloads where you've just been going into the gym and kind of just doing three full body sessions. But you had a chat with Scott as well about how he approaches deloads. And do you think that's going to change how you approach deloads in the future?
1: Yeah, so I think in a deficit in a surplus i don't think i'll change it because i like having that time away from the gym but in a deficit like one the psychological factor of i don't feel comfortable just taking the gym out of it Mm -hmm. and two i think it there is more chance of a strength loss and of course there is that factor of muscle loss even though you'd have to be really aggressive to lose any muscle but especially the strength loss, which I have witnessed previously. Like if I took a week away from training legs or just trained a one light session, probably would lose some strength. And so what I'm gonna do is basically still do the two sessions, but basically do like one working set for each exercise, each compound exercise, take probably about 10 to 15% of intensity away. And then basically keep the volume for isolation exercises the same and the intensity the same as well. So yeah, for example, squats, I'll just do one working set of like 135 instead of 150. And then same with like staggered RDLs, leg press, and then everything after that, I'll keep normal mm-hmm. because that, that stuff won't irritate my doctor anyway.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess that's what Scott says that he does himself as a power lifter. He does a lot of with his powerlifting athletes too. So Yeah, it should be interesting for you to experience that side of it as well. It's going to be funky, though, almost deloading across two weeks. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, let's (laughs) just... uh... The scenario is called for that yeah, so you gotta exactly. overcome and adapt right
0: yes that's right well just as long as uh you know the the thing is when we're deloading at different times right like jack's session will take much shorter than mine especially if you're only <laughs> doing one working set and i'm doing like a full body session so well yeah. i've got
1: a bunch of physio yeah. stuff to do anyway so.
0: take your time take your time because <laughs> that's the thing if anyone else has ever like regularly goes to the gym as a couple you know, someone generally always finishes before the other and the other person's like waiting around. So, and I'm one of those people I'm really considerate. I like, I don't like people waiting on me. Mm. So, um, but I also don't like to feel rushed. So yeah. Take it usually it, works out. Take your time. It does. <laughs> but you know, with nutrition, like, so you're keeping everything the same. Did we went grocery shopping yesterday? Did you change anything? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only thing I swapped over is... I swapped some pizza bases for some rye bread. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And I don't th- even think the rye bread is 100% wholemeal, which I should have checked, but I didn't.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> well, as long as it's got some rye in it, that's the main thing.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, again, I'm not concerned about that stuff at this stage because, yeah, the only, I got the rye bread like for something different. Because out of all the meals that I'm having, that's when I'm probably slightly hungriest. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'll have six pieces of bread instead of three small pizza bases.
0: Yeah, smart. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly just curious how your food's gonna keep changing week to week to week. But it's good. At least we we track our rest day fishes now. We used mm. to make a roast, but for the last few weeks we've just been having bear Monday because man, bear Monday's so freaking good, man. But uh, now we can just track it, right? We just have bear Monday and some potatoes. You have like rice, my dad's homemade beans, and a bunch of vegetables, but. I'm glad that the rest day fish is, f- fish is plural, but like, it's plural, or some people say fishes, don't they?
1: I don't think they're correct though.
0: Oh, well. rest day fish. Yeah. So I'm glad that. It's uh, more
1: sustainable as well. I feel better having the fish.
0: Yeah, same. And we're getting our some of our omega 3s for the week, so it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, sounds like you've had a freaking killer of a week, man. So it should be good to see what happens this next week for you.
1: Thanks. What about your week though?
0: yeah, this week, honestly, it's just been, it's been a really good week. Like work has just really picked up lately. Like the past few months, really, ever since people started going back to the gym and stuff, like just work has really, really picked up in terms of clientele, which is fantastic. So just feeling really busy, really productive every single day, absolutely loving it. And uh, yeah, it's good. This past week, it was a really good week of training as well. But, you know, I actually did have two days where i just felt like very strangely anxious it actually started on thursday um and that was actually a session i was really looking forward to uh it's like the session where i do bench It's the session where i do rdls um and i felt really strong during the session but i also just felt like really anxious you know like
1: yeah, it's called unspecific anxiety
0: it's yeah well yeah i definitely couldn't um like pinpoint, couldn't point pinpoint it, it yeah. yeah but like you know gosh, it's, it's just really tough. You know, your your thoughts are constantly racing. You feel like your heart rate's elevated. You're having heart palpitations. And, and you like,
1: hadn't had 15 shots of coffee.
0: No, I hadn't. I had one glass of coffee. But like, yeah, that's it's just tough, guys. And I don't know. I feel like it happens to me once every few months where I just have these string of days where I just feel really anxious or I just feel really sad for no reason at all. And it really bothers me because like, Absolutely nothing is wrong in life, you know? Like, you're like, nothing's actually causing this. Everything is so wonderful. Things are going really well. Like, I'm really happy. Why the hell am I feeling like this? But, like, you just can't shake it. You're not worked up about
1: face masks? No.
0: (laughs) I'm definitely not worked up about (laughs) face masks. No, but it's just it's um, it's almost frustrating in a sense because you're like, man, I don't wanna feel like this, but your thoughts are just racing in your head. So Thursday session, I got through the whole thing. I actually, I was really strong. You know, I finally, at World's Gym Brisbane, I got two sets of 10 on my bench for 50 kilograms and two sets of nine, which I've been working up to now quite a few weeks being back at Brisbane. And hopefully next week I can get those four sets of 10 finally and then move up to 52.5 on bench. But yeah, like I felt strong the whole session, but like my head just wasn't in the game. My mind was just racing and the next two days, it didn't necessarily help with the weather. Um, it was like really pretty rainy and kind of cloudy, really funky um, and I would have probably gone to the pool to just relax and go swimming and stuff. But like, I just, I went to the gym with, with you obviously, cause I didn't want to just stay at home and I'd already done all my work and stuff for the day. And I had that break in the middle of the day. But I felt like I just, I don't know, I just, I wanted a bit of a break, like a little bit of a stress relief in a sense. So I kind of just went to the gym and I still did very similar exercises to my normal routine, but I just didn't track anything. You know, I I didn't open up my spreadsheets. I wasn't trying to put pressure on myself to beat numbers. I was kind of just in the gym, just doing some exercise, right? I didn't even have pre-workout or coffee or anything beforehand in case that was causing my heart to beat a little bit faster. But yeah, Thursday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we're recording this now on Sunday, man, I just felt so unnecessarily anxious and I I couldn't shake it, it was awful. But yeah, it just, it goes to show that, you know, no matter who you are, this, this just happens. Sometimes you get feelings like this for no unknown reason, but you just gotta ride that wave, right? That's, I actually heard something, some, I don't know if this is true, but someone said something about emotions, Jack. They're like, it's, um, it's like feelings in motion, emotions. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, you just got to write it out.
1: What do you mean about true or
0: not? What? Like, I don't know if that's an accurate definition of an emotion, Mm. but it, it kind of makes sense. Your feelings are in motion. Uh, it's an interesting way to think about it. But anyway, Yeah friday saturday still trained um still did similar exercises but like yeah i got to test out a few new machines that i've never tested out especially at world's gym mount Gravatt, which was fun but yeah just tried to relieve a bit of that pressure but i'm feeling so much better today man like today has been an absolutely amazing day so uh i drove up to the gold coast to meet steph Calms, who's now my posing coach she's an ifbb bikini pro and this is now my second posing lesson with her so i uh, did an hour of posing with her and again she's just teaching me so much you know and my posing is already improving so much because Steph is just such a freaking good teacher right and she's patient but she's also very very specific like she just has an eye for the smallest little things and if you do something incorrectly she won't just let you flow with it she's like nope do it again (laughs) which i love that's exactly what i need i want specifics because i want my posing to be you know just perfected down to the t i want to have an amazing routine i want to be a really good poser so i need a coach like that so Really appreciate her in that sense. She even has an eye for things that I can't even see. Like when I do this transition, she always says, nope, your hip bounced. And like, I don't even see my hip bounce. Like my hip must, it must shift up and down like by a centimeter or something. She's like, nope, hip bounce, do it again. And gosh, (laughs) I'm like, what? I don't even know what to fix because I can't even see this. Um, So it's like she's almost got binoculars or something, but... I think it's also because doing IFBB bikini posing and also ICN fitness sports model posing, there's definitely a clash there because Mm. ICN posing. ICN is very bouncy. Yeah, it's so bouncy. You know, it's so high energy, right? Moving a lot, like transitioning so much, changing, changing positions, but... IFBB is so graceful so sexy so fluid it's I love IFBB posing so I think definitely I'm just gonna really have to hone in and just focus on each specific one and really yeah perfect each one but Yeah, I'm really enjoying doing my posing lessons with Steph. And then it's great because I'm down the Gold Coast, right? And uh, I just drive like 15 minutes from the gym that we pose at and I can just drive straight to the beach and I just go and eat lunch on the beach. So it's so good. The past two times I've gone, I'm posing with her every three weeks. I get a parking spot right next to the beach, right? For free. And then I can just walk across to the water, sit in the sand and I just eat my lunch, which is always tuna, oats, and orange. (laughs) And, uh, and then I walk back to my car, put my like lunch stuff back in my car. And then I literally just walk in my bikini down the beach with like my hat on my headphones and just have a little satchel with, um, my car keys and my phone and i just walk up and down the beach for like 2 hours just singing to my favorite songs and it's like a freaking dream man like it's so wonderful i think i walked like 16,000 steps on the beach today <laughs> um it, the hardest part is always picking a point to turn around cuz i just don't want to but yeah it sounds I...
1: like a disney movie <laughs>
0: I'm freaking Pocahontas man on the beach (laughs) um no but yeah it's it's wonderful so that gets me down to the beach every three weeks and oh it's just so gorgeous this is the best time of year as well because um you know you don't have to put on well I'm not gonna lie I, I put sunscreen on my face but I don't put sunscreen on the rest of my body like the UV rays just aren't that strong right now that i don't get sunburned um thank you to my grandpa for his norwegian skin jeans so protecting me there but yeah uh august in australia at the beach so freaking beautiful so yeah and i'm feeling so much better today i'm feeling so much better today because on thursday i was feeling so freaking anxious and just sad and upset and confused and like why am i feeling like this like this is so random everything's going so well but yeah, just, it goes to show that you just have to ride those emotions out, you know, and, uh, let them, let them, you know, go where they may. And yeah, I'm feeling much better now. I was even thinking on Thursday, I was like, man, should I do a deload? But like, I, I wasn't necessarily feeling sore, super fatigued. I was just really anxious, but yeah. Just
1: gotta ride it out. Ride the wave.
0: <laughs> All right, rode the wave, man. But yeah, I'm feeling much better and I'm actually really freaking keen to, uh, to train tomorrow and get back into it. So, grateful that I don't have to deload to be honest because I love the gym and I want to be at the gym five times this week with you so yeah it's um it's good but other than that it's just been a good week just yeah feeling really healthy feeling really strong we did a really cool podcast with jordan who's called the fight dietitian um so that was our most recent podcast released on our channel that was really neat getting to interview him because just like us you know he specialized in a niche and he actually went through the exact same university courses that we did at the university of queensland and he realized like whoa, this whole hospital dietetics thing just ain't for me. I want to actually follow my passion and specialize in something that I'm really interested in. And he chose MMA fighting, similar to how we're like, we want to specialize in bodybuilding, man. So he's the fight dietitian. We're the bodybuilding dietitians. And uh, that was really cool to uh, collaborate with him and interview him. But yeah. Sweet dance. Yeah, it's kind of me in a nutshell. It's been a funky week. You know, good, not so good. Much better today. So yeah, next week moving forward should just be good. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but anyway, guys, so yeah, we're going to wrap this up. It's Sunday afternoon. We got to cook our rest day fish, rest day berramundi. Um But yeah, Jack, to finish off, what's one thing that you want to improve this week?
1: So yeah, this is kind of easy one. Just try and make my... Uh, groin better even though it's it's not really up to me i can't willpower it to heal itself but i'm hoping that it does get better and my my doctor if people misinterpret groin but
0: (laughs) i was gonna make a joke about waving a magic wand but (laughs) yeah i hope it feels better too (laughs) thanks it's all right
1: (laughs) anyway what do you want to improve upon this week
0: Uh, I think a pretty easy one for me would just be continue to improve my posing. So all the different things that Steph taught me today, just in terms of, you know, hand positions during my transitions and foot positions and just all my posing in general, just continue to practice that and improve that and keep practicing for the next three weeks until I see her again. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. I've, I've learned the little skills now. I just need to perfect them.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, posing one of those things where it's in your control it's not your like your genetics where you can't change but posing and your conditioning are the two things that are in your control to bring to the stage
0: exactly so
1: yeah it's uh setting a good example working on it this far out
0: thank you yeah well absolutely like i it's something that i know that (laughs) compared to where I started at this time last year, it's been almost a whole entire year, dude, since I started prep. I started prep last year on the 31st of August, so it's been almost a whole year, but I know that from my last season, I improved my posing so much during that six-month period, but like, guys, it takes freaking years to nail it. Like, you just, you'll keep getting better better and better over time between seasons, right? But don't like beat yourself up if you're not posing like a bikini pro at your very first show or a bodybuilding pro at your very first show. You know, that's why you continue to get experience and continue to do more shows and more seasons. Like yeah. not like to I... say you can't be an exceptional like you can certainly be an exceptional poser at your very first show and that's what Jack and I teach all of our clients to be the absolute best posers that they can be, right? But um but yeah, you look at the pros, right? Who who like Peter Hartwig, right? Peter Hartwig is posing way better now than he probably ever did at his first show.
1: <laughs> well, especially like the IFBB posing. Like if you're if you're not the sort of girl that is um, into that, like the sexiness of the mm-hmm. posing. Like I don't know if you're a bit more shy, but
0: <laughs> I don't think shyness is an issue for me. I think I'm too. No, I, I'm just
1: talking about in general mm, for girls, yeah. and like it could be the same like men's fitness compared to bodybuilding as well where Mm -hmm. bodybuilding is just more of a (laughs) grrr exactly yeah
0: (laughs) crab pose yeah (laughs) but if men's fitness competitors could make noises what would they say or what would they what would be their noise
1: i'm not sure we'd have to ask one get some feedback
0: (laughs) (laughs) whenever we're in the car driving to the gym and it's like leg day and jack's like come on can you get me psyched up and i'm like rawr oh man we should probably just stick to the heavy metal it's probably better yeah (laughs) but yeah i don't think i don't think i i'm definitely not shy i think i'm confident but i'm probably really bubbly you know i've got like a really big smile and i'm like hey i'm so happy to be here (laughs) so (laughs) what i really need to work on is that sexiness and being really seductive and like learning to really sway my hips and batter my eyelids you know and like yeah so looking like not necessarily changing who i am because you always bring your own personality to the stage and in your posing but But your
1: personality is more icn maybe
0: yeah yeah exactly so i'll just build upon my personality just be more please don't change who you are (laughs) tiara you don't want me to be more (laughs) seductive (laughs) uh no but um but yeah that's pretty much yeah that's, that's pretty much that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much this episode, guys. So the only thing different I want to mention today is uh, we don't usually ask for this, but if you enjoy the episode, please remember to give it a rating on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes. I'm pretty sure Spotify doesn't have any sort of rating system, but if you want to give us a constructive criticism, then send us a DM or an email. Mm -hmm. and you can find either of those on our instagram page so yeah if you enjoyed the episode leave us a rating Uh, repost it onto your instagram story tag myself tag tiara tag tvd and we'll catch you guys next week
0: bye guys